Farting Martin. Da, 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 da. Right then. <laughs> Here we are again. Welcome to week six of The Eagle is Stranded. My goodness. I mean, when we started this, I thought we were going to be here for three weeks. Three weeks of podcasting. That'll be a bit of fun. You know, there's that spirit of joie de vivre. I don't have anything going on. All the gigs are being cancelled. This is the least busy that I've ever been or remember likely to be. Let's do this. And now we're in a week six. And I'm doing a daily podcast. And the irony is, normally, my days will be jam-packed. My days will be full of stuff. So much to tell you about. But the irony is, I never have the time to actually do a podcast to tell you about the things that are going on during the day. Even though I'd have loads of stories. And now, I'm doing a daily podcast, but there's absolutely nothing to talk about. I mean, casing points. We were having our WhatsApp family call today, and my dad told this anecdote. It was a bit of a pause in the conversation, a bit of a lull. My dad was obviously racking his brain for something to talk about. Because, you know, nothing has happened. We, we spoke, we never normally speak this much as well. I mean, that again, like I was saying with these podcasts, is the irony. I'll chat to my dad on the phone maybe twice a month. My brother maybe once a month. And now we're speaking twice a week for an hour each time or more sometimes. So we're spending like two or three hours a week on the phone. And the reason we don't talk that much normally is because we haven't got the time. We're just doing stuff. But now we've got all the time in the world. So we're talking to each other absolutely loads but we've got nothing to say to each other and the casing point was when there was a bit of a lull in the conversation two seconds of silence and then my dad said oh bit of a coincidence yesterday oh he's got a story here we go stories uh rare commodities he hasn't been out of the house for absolutely ages what could have possibly happened but here we go strap yourself in anecdote time my dad said well we were watching this documentary about monkeys and the monkey was eating a jackfruit now where jackfruit you don't really hear the word jackfruit much do you in it's not like i know what a jackfruit is but it's not a thing that you hear much you know what i mean he said, and I can sense in his voice that he's maybe starting to lose faith in this story already. And then he said you could tell by Irene's face that she looked a bit surprised. Almost like, has it come to this? It's not really a story, is it? But uh, it's not really a word that you come across very often. I mean, in fairness, I think that's the difference between living in Hartlepool, which is where he lives, and living in Sheffield, which is where I am. There's a lot more jackfruit eating in Sheffield, in my circle of friends, than there is probably in Hartlepool. But if you're from Hartlepool, and you're living in Hartlepool, and you've had a jackfruit in the last week... Get in touch with us. Let's yeah, we gotta create our own content in these times. When was the last time you ate a jackfruit? Come on, let's get interactive, people. Anyway, so my dad, so, we're, so we sort of agree. I suppose it's not a word that you hear a lot of the time. And then he says, "Well, anyway, so anyway, this monkey was eating a jackfruit, and the documentary presenter was saying that monkeys like jackfruits." And um, anyway, it wasn't like a big part of the documentary, but the, the documentary finished, and then we were looking for something to make for dinner. So we were looking in a recipe book, and uh, we were flicking through the pages, and there we saw pulled pork with jackfruit and i thought bloody hell that's that's twice twice in about an hour and a half that we've had mention of jackfruit <laughs> and then there was a bit of a pause and, uh, and i thought oh, it was going to be like a a third moment isn't there where something happens relating to jackfruit but there wasn't that was it bit of a coincidence eh <laughs> and i was like oh yeah i suppose it sort of is yeah that is the kind of story that would never see the light of day. You'd never even entertain the idea of telling that. My dad would never. You know, he knows how to tell a story. He's a good anecdotalist. He wouldn't, in conversation, even if he was talking to someone for hours and he was running out of stuff to talk about, he'd never go, oh, God, I've got to really dredge it at the bottom of the barrel now. I mean, I suppose I could talk about the jackfruit coincidence, but there's no way he would even go there. But in these times, we're desperate for stories. Anyway, 
If you have any jackfruit stories that you would like to impart, I think, in honour of my dad, I think we should have some more jackfruit stories. I mean, the irony is now I've told you the story of the jackfruit. And maybe you listened to the story and you thought, it's a bloody brilliant story, David. It's the best one you've told so far. You should get your dad doing a podcast. So because nothing is happening at all nowadays, I thought, in the spirit of yesterday, where I gave you an archive clip of me doing some stand-up from a charity gig in Nailsworth, where an audience member fell asleep, I thought, well, there's a lot of things that I've been wanting to do that I've never had the chance to do because of time. I've got all of these cassettes from when I was a child. I think a couple of days ago I said on the podcast that when I was a child I used to record everything. Just went around the house recording things. But there's quite a few recordings that have survived. Quite a few tapes that are still there. Boxes full of tapes. And so what I thought is I could now and again on The Eagle is Stranded I could dip in to one of those boxes and pull out a tape. Now, I don't have all the tapes with me in Sheffield. I've only got a couple of boxes. There's loads in the garage back at home. So chances are they're all going to be from a similar time. But there should still be some really interesting stuff on there. And I thought what I could do is I could play a game of cassette roulette. And all I do is I put my hand in the box, pick out a cassette, put it in the tape player, give it a listen, and then come back and tell you what the cassette was, give you my thoughts on the cassette, and play you some clips. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a round, our first ever round of cassette roulette. I mean, can you imagine what a coincidence it would be if I put it in now and it's my dad telling a story about the jackfruit. And here I have a massive box of tapes. And I'm just going to shuffle them around and pick a tape, put it in the tape player, press play. And next time you hear from me, I will know the contents of this cassette as we play Cassette Roulette. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm starting to doubt whether this was a good idea. More just the embarrassing factor for me. This is going to be a cringeworthy experience. So basically, the cassette that I chose turns out to be a radio demo that I did a radio demo that I sent to my local BBC radio station, BBC Radio Cleveland, as it was then. And I cannot believe I sent this. I do remember sending it. I might have got a letter back. If I did, it certainly was to the effect of, well, thank you so much for your interest, but this isn't the kind of thing we're currently looking for. In fairness, of course they weren't looking for this. BBC Local Radio, it's about, you know, informing people about what's going on locally, providing local features. You've got to have a mystery uh, competition, obviously. <laughs> no BBC Local radio station would be allowed on the air if it didn't have a mystery year competition every day. At least once a day. It's not what I was going to bring to the table. But the main problem with this radio demo is mainly the fact that I spent all of the time talking about the fact that my mixing desk wasn't working. Talking about all the technical problems that I was having. And rather than going, I better try and fix these problems and do it again. I just thought, nah, my natural talent will shine through regardless. Which again, would be absolutely fine if I had some talent. Again, would be absolutely fine if I had some content. But I just, because all that was on my mind was why are these technical problems happening i just talked about the technical problems as you're gonna hear right now i'm gonna play some clips so here we go this is a demo that i genuinely sent to bbc local radio i think i would have been 16 or 17 let's have a listen welcome along to my demo 
Thank you, thank you, Moby. In my dreams, I'm dying all the time. What a start. Let's rock. My goodness. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I was doing. I mean, you might be listening to this going, David, you know, you were singing a song about Farting Martin a couple of days ago. You really haven't improved. And the, the tragedy is, you'll listen to this in 15 years' time, this podcast. You'll be you'll be doing a podcast in 15 years going, bloody hell, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? Farting Martin. I can't believe I did this, listeners. I mean... Excellent. Well, I will say them two songs have calmed my nerves down ever so slightly. Obviously, I was feeling a bit nervous before. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Oh, dear. <laughs> That's what you want on a demo. You know, people need cheering up on the way to work. You know, they're not looking forward to the day. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And I've got to apologise. My levels and things are not very good. My um, mixing desk uh, has now changed. I've managed to configure it in a totally different way to how it used to be. And uh, everything's difficult, my levels are all wrong, and things like that. So if I do sound a bit rubbish uh, at the moment, I do apologise, I'm, I'm really flustered. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to play... <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I think if I was running a radio station and someone sent me this, I would think, oh, he's obviously a, you know, he's a comedian, he's doing some kind of jokey parody of a presenter not being very good. But I wasn't. Uh, at the moment, I do apologise, I'm, I'm really flustered. Uh, <laughs> I'm really flustered. I mean, just... Just stop the recording, David. You don't have to send this. <laughs> the volume may be a bit quiet, so I'm going to have to turn it up on the master faders and things, but um, you don't need to know about all the problems. No, they pretty well do not. Well said, David. So maybe go back. Don't put this in the demo. Don't send it to the BBC. But, as I say, this is what went to the BBC. This is what I sent to the boss of a radio station. You don't need to know about all the problems. <laughs> I'm sure you've got problems of your own. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> I'm sure you've got problems of your own. <laughs> one of them being listening to rubbish demo tapes like this one. <laughs> that was kind of um, all right. It kind of worked until I heard a few squeaks and pops and clicks in there. Uh, now my headphones are kind of playing up. I've got it flickering from speaker to speaker. Sorry about this. This is the most... Un- I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Well, you're, you're right there. That is a lot of the problem. Sorry about this. This is the most... Un- I'm, not, I'm not joking. This is the most unprofessional show that I've heard for a long time you may wonder why i've handed it in well yeah okay fair enough i'm going to acknowledge why i've handed this in because so far as a demo i'm enjoying it but not for the right reasons you may wonder why i've handed it in well to be honest i'm going back to university next week (laughs) now this is worse than i thought because if i was at university i was 18 but still as a reason why am i handing it in well i'm going back to university and also that's the other stupid thing hey i went to university in scarborough when was i thinking that bb BBC Radio Cleveland, based in Teesside. I can't remember my exact thought process. Maybe I thought I would come back to do the show. Maybe I thought that they would pull out all the stops and think, well, this is clearly a talent that we we can't let go. You know, we've got an opportunity like this. Now, he is based in Scarborough. and wouldn't normally do this, but maybe he could broadcast from Scarborough. I know it's BBC Radio Cleveland and we want local presenters, but... We don't want BBC Radio York, which would be the local radio station at Scarborough getting a hold of this. I'm going back to university next week. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) What is that laugh? (laughs) It's the most horrible, awkward... Oh, I hate myself. (laughs) Oh, dear. I'm, I'm, I, honestly, this is a, a pile of crap, and it's not my fault. <laughs> just decided to, uh... I can't believe I sent this. Oh dear! I think we've hit gold. Well, the opposite of gold, but you know what I mean. With our first cassette roulette. 
Oh, dearie me. Oh, I'm starting to do it now myself. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've just evolved. I used to do oh, dear when I was 18. Now it's oh, dearie me. So there's a bit of evolution there. I'm, I'm, I, honestly, this is uh, a pile of crap and it's not my... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I... What did I think? I've spent the entire demo. I've not done anything. I've not told a joke. I've not said anything of any value. All I've done is denigrate the thing that the person is hearing. The boss of this radio station is hearing. I've said it's the most unprofessional thing I've heard for a long time. I've said it's not very good. I've essentially said, oh, the reason I'm handing this in is because I'm, I'm not going to be free to do this next week because I'm going back to university. <laughs> and I just repeatedly say how rubbish this is. And am I thinking that somehow the boss of BBC Local Radio has gone, he's obviously, he's got no radio experience whatsoever. Because I've never, I'd never broadcasted on radio. I've sent this along with a letter going, I know I have no radio experience, but take a punt on me. And he might go, well, in fairness, I'll suppose give it a listen. I mean, this might be the next big thing, you know, you never know. And he puts it in, and it's this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to plug my mini displayer into the sound card uh, and put it straight on to a second track. I mean, am I applying for a job as a presenter or as a producer? Right, the mixing desk isn't working, so I'm going to plug the mini displayer into the sound card. All right, so thanks a lot for listening to, the, to, to what was a kind of show. Oh, my goodness, this is the end of the demo. I haven't done anything. What <laughs> Come on, give me a ring, eh? Um, we'll we, we'll arrange payment terms and we'll we'll arrange a deal. All right, um, I'll accept very very low pay. <laughs> I think I have to after this rubbish. Wait, that joke will get it. That joke will seal the deal. We'll hey, we'll discuss payments and then <laughs> I'd love to know if they heard it and if so, well. It's clear what I was going to say, if so, what they thought. I mean, this is the kind of thing, surely, that was played at Christmas. You know, like Christmas parties. Oh, we got an absolutely hilarious thing to play here. This guy, he sends in a demo, he says he's got no radio experience. But, you know, I thought, well, I'll take a chance, see what's going on. Listen to this, everyone. And all the radio presenters are sat around listening, and they go, hey, your jobs are safe. I don't think he's going to take your jobs. And then, you know, this becomes a bit of a tradition. Oh, play the, the demo tape again. Every Christmas. Maybe I should send it to a radio station. Under a pseudonym. I mean, I say under a pseudonym, is if I'm really famous because otherwise you know they'll <laughs> if they know it's from David Eagle they'll go bloody hell farting Martin well I love your podcasts David the only reason I haven't approached you to do a show on our radio station is because I just assumed you'd say no but my goodness so no I'd have to do it under a pseudonym obviously anyway so that was the first ever cassette roulette and if all the cassettes are going to be as embarrassing as that then this podcast series is going to finish me off We'll do cassette roulette another time on the podcast. Probably not tomorrow, we'll do something else tomorrow. Because we're always about moving forward, turning in different directions each time. Until tomorrow, goodbye.